In a world full of film and TV news. This just in. Breaking news for you now. Gotta interrupt you here. We have some breaking news. Breaking news. To another story that is breaking overnight. Three men have joined forces to bring you the Hello and welcome to the Weekly Cut Podcast. This is your number one place for all the latest in TV and film. I am your host, Brad, and co-host, Connor T. Well, hello, buddy. Well, hello, buddy. Hey, hey. nice to see you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> that, do you know what his name is? Old Time Hawkey. Oh, the legend. best TikToker ever. Yep, legend. Can't sleep, eh? <laughs> Go check him out. Pub. Go check him out. He's brilliant. Uh, follow us on Weekly Cut and TikTok as well, speaking of the devil, yeah. at Weekly Cut. As I said, here's what made the cut this week. Variety calls Gal Gadot a liar. Ooh. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Give me a minute. Because I've got someone here. You lie! There we go. Perfect. <laughs> Feel free to drop that in when we get to it. She's a liar, according to Variety. Uh, on the updates of Wonder Woman that she said. We'll get into it. We've got a plot synopsis and possible first look of the new suit of Superman Legacy, uh, playing by, uh, played by David Corenswet. From the world of John Wick, we've got a new trailer for the Continental series. Disney are going for yet another live-action remake, and we're also talking and ranking the greatest rivalries of cinematic history. Yeah. Can't wait to get into that one. Time for news. That's right. We've got a beer con. Yeah. Last week you were hungover. Extremely I, hungover. I listened to it back. <laughs> there were some moments you could well tell you were struggling. <laughs> uh, so we've made up for this week by getting on it. Yeah, got a Carista and a Mahal. What do they call in America? Genuine question because I have no idea. What do they call like home brand stuff? Um, they wouldn't say home brand. They wouldn't. Knock off. But they, I guess say so. knock off, I suppose. So, so, for example, what we're saying is like an Oreo. We'll have cookies and cream biscuits. Oh yeah. I so, know talk about. so uh, there must be something like that. Like in Walmart, there must be a cheap version of Oreos. Yeah. That's like I don't know, but um, I wonder what they call it because they definitely don't say ho- uh, home brands though. No, I'm going to look. I'm going to look that up. I need to know. But we are. We have got some home brand knockoff bits <laughs> because why not? Uh, let's get into it anyway. So, Connor, big Disney man. Yes. You are, oh no, I thought you were wearing Disney. What's that? The um, cookie, Sesame, cookie. Sesame Street, yeah. <laughs> I've got all sorts of themed t-shirts upstairs. Sesame Street t-shirt. Uh, Disney are yet again trying for another live action remake, this time with Tangled. Yeah. Florence Pugh is Disney's top choice for the live action Rapunzel. Uh, take it away. Um, they're not working. <laughs> <laughs> the live actions are not working. This is one, I was thinking about this earlier. Do you know what? Keep talking. I'm going to get up the last um, yeah. list of the, sort of the last Disney remakes because yeah. I think I agree with you. It's not working because I think this is one you kind of get wrong because Tangled is beloved like Frozen. I fucking love Tangled. It's a very good film, but getting Florence appeared on board is a good step. But I don't. I don't know. My problem is. I'll tell you my problem at the moment. I'm getting wound up with it all. What, Rachel, Disney as a whole or just Hollywood? Or? Disney as a whole. Yeah. Um, the whole Rachel Zegler and Snow White fiasco. Yes. Uh, the the press junket she's doing, she's basically saying, I hate Snow White. Yeah. It's a PR disaster. You've seen what I've seen. Yeah. yeah. Um, she, she calls Prince Charming a creep. Yeah. A stalker. I don't know what she's doing. And this is not the message you need to be putting forward when you're promoting a film. Absolutely not. I completely agree. Well, let's go... <laughs> It's not good, is it? Yeah. So you've had you've had recent ones. 
of uh, I mean the, the Dumbo one, which failed. Yeah, um, you you had you had Aladdin and you had the Lion King, which made over a billion dollars. The pair of them, I know they'd done really successful, but then you had the pandemic and stuff, and then you had Mulan. Do you remember that? that yeah, that made seventy million and had a two hundred mil budget. Um, you had uh, Corella, which I quite liked. Corella, yeah, I like that, but it just went straight on Disney uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, um, you then had. Um, little we've had the Little Mermaid recently, which is I think about five hundred and fifty million box office end, but that had a two hundred and fifty million budget. Yeah, that's so good. When you look at all this stuff, my question I put down here is: there success for Disney in this? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't think anyone can say yes to that. No, you think Cruella? That's a character where you think you got um, Emma Stone playing Cruella, and you think. So you know what I could see a bit of that because you can go any way with it exactly because it's not a set of stories. So exactly. you can do what you want. Tangled, you have to stay to the story, and I don't think there's enough in terms of doing it live action. It's like when they done Lady in the Tramp live action. Mm. Yes. Oh god, didn't work. Why'd didn't you, work. Why do you need to do that? So I don't think I think this is going to fail, and I don't think is Florence Pugh confirmed? Not confirmed, but just a, a front runner. That's I, their top choice. I don't think she'll take it. I can't see her. I can't see her as Rapunzel, if I'm honest with you. I couldn't. I can't either. Not that I'm a massive, you know, must get it right because I'm going to scream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare mess up my Rapunzel. But yeah, I'm not. I, I can't see her taking that one. Yeah. And I will say now, call me any name you want. Yeah. Rapunzel must be, I'm a man of colour, by the way, Rapunzel must be a white lady. I didn't even think of that. But, must. But yeah. Then, because then we're entering the realms of right now, it's taking the piss. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, fair enough. I love the fact that he was basically just said, "I am uh, mixed race." By the way, <laughs> uh, fair enough. Um, right, moving on. Let's get on to the lies. Yeah, Variety has debunked Gal Gadot's comments and say that Wonder Woman three is not in the works and nothing was ever promised. Now, the reason I thought I'd bring this up because we did. We did last week say, and we, we ran the story that, that had been Gal Gadot's actual comments, so we've put it yeah. up on the podcast. She then come out a few days ago as well, saying, actually quoting James Gunn and Peter Safran, the words were something along the lines of, don't worry, you're in safe hands. This is her, directly from her, by the way. This yeah. is not, not in a story or an article. She said, oh, you're in safe hands, and you're um, we're working on Wonder Woman 3 together. Then... Variety bring out a report a few days ago debunking the whole thing. She was never promised anything and she's not back as Wonder Woman. Mm. Um, that originated from DC and Gun. They got that out there via Variety. So yeah. that's what happened 100%. Who do you believe? I. Oh. Because I, I think I. I think I've got an answer. I just want to see what you think. I think. I think that. I think I believe Gal Gadot. So do I. Yeah, because I think they have promised her it, and now they're trying to keep it hush hush. He did confirm about a month or two months ago they that they met. So yeah. that's confirmed. Articles are trying to say they hadn't met, but he'd said on Twitter publicly we met with Gal Gadot weeks ago. This was back in I think about May time. Yeah. Um. So they definitely met, but Gal Gadot. Why would she lie? I was about to say that. Why would she lie? She doesn't she, need to. Huge actress. Yeah, got enough clout. What, why would she lie and say that? I, I think I think they maybe messed up by what maybe the, what they were meaning was oh you'll definitely be Wonder Woman in this DCU when we do like a crisis on Infinite Earths and the equivalent of Secret Wars yeah what, what Marvel are doing so you'll be back as Wonder Woman because you and so will Ben Affleck and so will Henry Cavill in ten years time yeah maybe they were talking about I don't know but 
I believe something was yeah. promised. I think they probably said, I think they forgot to say, don't say anything, yeah. but you're back. <laughs> and they didn't say it, and then Gunn went, did you say that? And Saffron went, no, did you? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what what <laughs> have we, we done? What have we done? Not good. It's not no. good. It's it, The whole point of this reboot was because it was supposed to bring stability and faith back into it. But it's been very messy, this whole thing, starting with the Henry Cavill dismissal, mm. the Ben Affleck and Keaton Batman that were in Aquaman, then cut out of Bat- uh, Aquaman 2. And then Keaton's role in Batgirl was slashed. God. And then, so it, it's just, unfortunately, is a bit of a mess. Um, yeah. But anyway, sticking on to DC for a second. Have you seen the the leaked concept art? Caveat, might not be true, but I thought we'd just talk about it anyway. I haven't. I went to look for it, but I thought I'd save it. That's fine. Here is David Corrinswear and the Hulk Girl character of a concept art apparently leaked, but I thought we'd talk about it because we've got a synopsis as well. What do you think of old David in that? Oh, I like that. That's, um, <laughs> that's very old school, isn't it? Mm. Harnessing a bit of Christopher Reeve, yep. but keeping it modern day-ish with Henry Cavill. He's got the belt. Yeah. Looks like it's almost skin stuck to him, but but I quite like it. It's all over Twitter, by the way. Yeah, we didn't want to tweet it because we didn't want to get it pulled. Um, but yeah, all over Twitter. Um, I I think he is gonna look fantastic. Yeah, they're going for the vibe I want. Yes, this is the vibe I want. We don't want, like I said earlier, we don't want the dark, dark. No. Have a little bit, but we want a bit of bit of fun. Hundred percent. We want yeah. that hope bring, uh, brought back in. Uh, right, staying on Superman Legacy, we also got a synopsis. Mm. Be very interested to see what you think about this. Um, according to Insider Daniel Richmond, who's pretty top, he's, he's yeah. pretty reliable. You can't, you can't really knock him. At least part of Superman Legacy will revolve around a conflict in the Middle East. Now you're going to think Black Adam. Yeah, I'm just, just going to halt you for a second, yeah. Connor. Right before you mention the Rock, um, Lex Luthor is said to be involved in peace talks with a superhero team likely to be the JSA. You're going to think Black Adam still, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hold you Superman will want to stop the conflict in that country by stepping in, leading to his fellow heroes disagreeing with the alien's approach. Ah. So he's going to want to get involved because obviously all he, ca- he sees human race as human race. He don't understand maybe politics or yeah. anything like that. So he wants to go there and put a stop to it. Yeah. Um, now, what's your, what's, your, what's your thoughts? What are you thinking? Um disappointed and i'll tell you for why because and i think we mentioned this two weeks ago it means more desert scenes and more not a lot of buildings and flying about and easy vfx and cpr i didn't think of that look that is an absolute spot on take Mm. i was I, i had some good things which i'll talk about in a second but that has worried me what you just said the, the the draw, the focus is the better word, needs to be Metropolis. Yeah, it has to be. We, Me and you have had the same issue with Spider-Man in the MCU. Yep. Far from home, he was swanning around Europe. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. Um, and then No Way Home was, I mean, it was, it was it, there wasn't anything, all the fight scenes wasn't really around New York swinging through, etc. Yeah. Homecoming was, was more suburban and around Brooklyn, and that's that was what's missing from Spider-Man. Whereas Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, brilliant at that yeah. for New York. 
Same thing with Superman. Yep. Man of Steel wasn't... I know the fight scene was all over Metropolis, but it destroyed the shit out of it. But yeah, the focus needs to be on, on Metropolis, and that worries me that we are going to get just desert scenes. Yeah, that's my, that was my first thought. The story could be good. There could be that, that sort of clash of ideas. It, only, it says at least a part. Maybe that's a subplot going on. I, I yeah. don't know. Maybe that's a way to introduce the JSA, but... I can't imagine. Gunn's already said it's about you know the Daily Planet's going to make a, a big role, and it's him in his twenties or whatever, um, being a young reporter and being Superman. So maybe maybe it is just a part. I quite like the fact that. What do you do if he Superman tells you no? Yeah. So this is this is yeah. why I quite like it because the JSA are going to get told a bit like Black Adam, but that was done in a bit of a different way. This is Superman, so it's a bit more engaging. Yeah. He's going to say, I want to do this. But then the governments and the JSA and are going to say, like United Nations, are yeah. going to be like, no, like we've we, we got to go through politics. But, so that could be a really interesting concept, I yeah, think. Because he's young and you could think, well, I'm Superman. Yeah, I'm, I'm Superman. Yeah. People are in, he's going to see on the news people getting killed or yeah. you know, heads chopped off. I don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> you said Middle East. It could be anything. <laughs> Wild, wild West. Yeah, it's Wild, wild West out there. <laughs> so is he going to be seeing this, a bit like Tony Stark in Iron Man 1 when he's watching the news and he sees all the terrorists happening in the 10-ring organisation Yeah, and he goes out there. And So I just think that could be really interesting. Yeah, that could be good. It could be, that could be a Superman finding his feet as well. Yes. Knowing when to not to cross the line and whatnot and when the world needs him. I think he'll, because we've obviously got, what makes me think this is true is, remember we got confirmed a month ago, Green Lantern's in this. Oh yeah, Hulk Girl. There's a there's loads of characters. Mister Terrific, uh, Mor- Metamorph Man or Morph Man. I can't remember what his name was now. Um, Metamorpho. That's it. And so there is going to be a team of heroes in this, yeah. and I think he's going to fight them. I'd like that. <laughs> that's good. Just Not, bang them. Just for a bit. Yeah, like Batman vs Superman. Just for a bit. But they're going to be told, I reckon, by Lex Luthor, who's being a bit of a dick, leading these peace talks in inverted commas. Yeah, and they're going to be tasked to maybe stop Superman getting involved. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's really cool. Uh, but yeah, um, be interested to see what you think about that one. Um, yeah. Hopefully we get some more news uh, once these bloody strikes stop. Just pay them, please, the studios. Yeah. We're going to get an influx of news. It's going to be insane when the, all this is done. It's like a two-hour episode. It's, it's on gonna, news only. It's going to be mental. Yeah. Uh, right. Another thing I want Connor's uh, thoughts on. Uh, Adam Devine. Do you know that is? No. You recently watched, I think you recently watched The Outlaws on Netflix. Yes. Yeah, he's the funny young one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pitch yeah. Perfect. Yep. Yeah, the, the, uh, Modern Family's in the letter. He plays the gay camp guy. <laughs> yes, in all things. In all in. things, yeah. yeah. Never plays a gay man, though. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, he's camp as well. He has come under fire. Ooh. Big fire. He's had a pop at Marvel. But it'd be interesting to see, he's he's come out and um, sort of clarified his comments and he's okay. a Marvel fan but he's he's given, given a reason as to why he thinks Marvel has changed uh, Hollywood. So I want you to see if you agree or he's talking waffle. Yeah. Um, so this is what he said. I think Marvel ruined comedy movies in um, Hollywood and Blockbuster. I feel like superhero movies ruined comedies because you go to the theatre and expect to watch something that was cost, that, that something that cost 200 million to make and comedy movies aren't that. The 39-year-old argued. Uh, then he clarified by saying a, a day later when all the started kicking off, I like Marvel and think the movies are cool. I was saying that the studios, in trying to compete with Marvel, have stopped making mid-budget comedies. 
I miss seeing comedy in theatres. Um, so that's what he was trying to say, apparently. Yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts on the comments? His clarified comment makes more sense. Yes. I agree with that. Yeah. The first comment is absolute nonsense. <laughs> There's no chance. I think his first comments, my thing would have been, I just don't think that the, the comedy actors that we grew up with, we haven't got those anymore. That In that same calibre come up and coming. That beer has got you on it tonight. It's another yeah. great... Uh, I'm trying to think who now is sort of like, yeah, your Jim Carrey's, your Will Ferrell, yeah, um, you're, you're, like your Kevin Hart now is probably our modern day one, but he's yeah. pretty much at the end. He's not really doing much comedy at the minute. Adam Sanders. Adam Sanders of the world, yeah. It's, it is. A, I don't know who, we, I mean, I think the one was going to be Jonah Hill, but he's branched out now. Yeah. He's got Seth Rogen, now he's branched out doing bits and bobs. He's producing, he's doing Invincible and, and, th- and yeah. things, The Boys, and he's producing now. So, yeah, we don't have a major comedy actors anymore no. and, and so he's got a point. Yeah, and I think mid mid budget comedy films, I think people will get used to seeing high level films. The yep. mid, if you watch like a, if you watch Liar Liar, you can tell it's low budget. It's fucking brilliant. Fantastic movie. Yeah, but the, if you watch, if you were, had that in the cinema now, you'd think, why have I spent twelve thirteen pound on this when I can wait for it to come on streaming or or come on home the, demand? The world's completely different. That's another good point. Yeah. It, you would wait, like for example, I, I I actually wanted to watch that No Hard Feelings movie with Jennifer Lawrence, the, oh, yeah. the comedy one. Um, I don't think it done very well at the cinema. Yeah, shock. But I just didn't feel the need to go to the cinema. Yeah, because there, in a year that's full of blockbusters, I'll just wait and I'll I'll pop and see June Part Two. I think exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'll save my money and go see that. Yeah, I think that's the problem as well. It's just yeah, it's not it's not stuff. not just the comedies. I think original movies. We've we've spoke about this in depth. I think original movies are struggling as well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just thought we'd clarify Mr. Divine's uh points there. Um. First one, no, no, no. Second yeah. one, fair play. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, right. Let's time. Uh, yeah. Trade the time. Trade yeah. time. I love. I know it's loud, but I love that sound. Yeah, I really do. It's an entrance. Uh, the Continental Con, yep. the three-part event, drops September twenty-second, I believe, on Peacock. Um, now, what are you thinking? It's from the world of Jonathan Wick. There's nothing not to like about this. I don't think. <laughs> I really. I tried to downplay that because I love this. Yeah, I'm glad you're on the same wave. Go. When I first watched the trailer, I didn't realize it was a three-part special. So we're not getting, you know, stupid amount of yeah. um, episodes. Yeah. And that was my worry. I thought this could get boring quite quick. But it's not. It's three episodes. So you know you're getting three episodes of action, basically. And they've laid the groundwork. I know it's set in the 70s, but they've laid the groundwork of the John Wick world. Yeah. We know what the Continental is. Yeah. We know there's bounty hunters. We know there's no police. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're getting characters we've seen before in John Wick. The, obviously, the, the main two. Well, yeah, Charon, who yeah. R.I.P., um, Lance, uh, who passed away, oh, yeah. and obviously, he, and also he dies in spoiler alert, but he dies in John Wick Four. Yeah, so it's going to be really Lance Reddick. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's going to be really good to see him as a young character. It means a lot on and off screen. So yeah, and obviously Winston, the main character. Yeah, and they haven't uh, sh- like what's the word? Strolled away, or I don't know the word. They haven't gone too far away from the John Wick action. It's the same yes, action style. Yes, they've not veered away. away yeah. yeah, they've not veered away. The action looks fucking top. Yep. The the martial arts, hands man combat, the, the the car scenes when they're crashing looks really good budget. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's really good. They've captured the reason I'm really interested in this seventies New York. Yeah, I'm really really engaged by this. The music choice. Um, now 
as mentioned earlier, you are a man of colour, so I hope this isn't I am. <laughs> disrespectful to say, but the characters in it um, of colour were like Motown. They had the leather jackets, yep. they had the afros, and the way they were talking, um, and they just, it really looks fucking good. Yeah. Was um, um, Warriors set in the 70s? Must have been around that time. Yeah. Well, definitely, definitely that time. They do actually say, can you dig it, at one point. Is that yes, why you they fall? Do. Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, Warriors is definitely around the 70s time, yeah. 100%. Um, so, yeah, I just think it is very much that, yeah. Warriors. Um, love it. I'm looking forward to this. I'm really looking forward to it. As I said, uh, 22nd of September, uh, cannot wait. We'll definitely cover that, as it's only a three-part event, and we're big, big John Wick fans. So, uh, oh, yeah, one thing I'm not so sure about. Mm. Probably shouldn't have got Mel Gibson in there. Nah. I've, I've got no issue with Mel Gibson. I'm not very political. However, I know he's not very well liked. Yeah, a lot of people dislike him, <laughs> yes. especially the older generation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's obviously got some views and he's he's been in trouble a lot. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's quite, a, it's quite a strange casting. Just leave him out of it. But it's fine. Anyway, we, we move on. We'll watch it regardless. Uh, right. It's time for our main segment. Here we go. Uh, for Richard Romano. Uh, it's so, <laughs> what we're going to do is, so a caveat, first of all, it's the heroes and villains ranked cinematic history. It's going to be a really good one. Mm. We're going to be talking through the IMDB. So this is not me going, oh, I like them, I like them. These are from IMDB, where they've been pulled from history and ranked by viewers. So we've taken that list... And I'm going to ask Connor where that ranks on a list from one to nine. We've got nine big, big hitters of rivalries. Uh, for example, what we're doing, Batman vs. Joker, Spider-Man. Da, da, da. So I'm going to start with, Connor, one that holds dear to our heart. Mm. Harry Potter, Voldemort. Where's that ranking one to nine for you? Is it? Is this in terms of sort of the... The yeah. feud they have and... Don't think it's everything personal to you and then me. We're not doing iconic. For, ex- for yeah. example, you know, uh, Darth Vader is, the, is one of the most iconic villains of all time. He's not my favourite villain of all time. Mm. But if someone said to me, is he, is he the most iconic? Absolutely. Yeah. Without question. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's what's personal to you. The feud, the performances, everything in that one umbrella. So how did that work for you? So... Harry Potter and Voldemort, I've got my this here. Just wanted to clarify. I've got that as number two. So have I. Oh, yeah, yeah. So have I. So number two. And the reason why... Yeah, let's get into the reason why. They, Voldemort just is just pure evil. And he couldn't kill Harry. I'm, I'm not even going to say spoilers. You haven't seen this. Yeah, come This You should okay. be listening. Spoilers ahead then. <laughs> and Harry Potter, he tried to kill... He killed Harry's mum and dad. He tried to kill him. And he's just hell-bent on killing this kid. Yeah. So I think that that rivalry, because Harry's life is engulfed in Voldemort. Yes. There's no escape. And there's no... He's a part of him. Yeah. Yeah, which is another layer. So I just think it's so intense that I'll put it at number two. Not number one. Number one might surprise you, but I'll put it at number two. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm at number two pretty much for the same reason. I think me and Connor like our villains to be villains. Yes. And I... I I know it's good to sometimes motivate. For example, Thanos. We mo- we, not motivate, sorry. You can understand and empathise with his point. Yeah. Um, not that you agree with it. I don't agree with mass genocide. <laughs> yeah. However, I understand his point of view and his motives. Yeah. I understand his motives. Voldemort doesn't have any, uh, any level of understanding motives other than I am fucking evil. I was born evil, yep. <laughs> and I'm going to kill that kid. Yeah, I want to be the best, I'm going to kill that kid. Exactly. That's it. Uh, and the way you put it, you know, Harry's whole life has been changed by Voldemort. He's got a constant scar on him. I thought that story is just brilliant. That's why they're number two. Yeah. 
absolute great story over what well, he he comes in in the goblet of fire and he Voldemort right at the end. Yeah. So from four, five, six, seven, and eight. So it's quite a long time they have that you know meeting. So yeah, fair play. Perfect. Next, I'm going to go for. I think I'm going to get the big one out of the way. Go on. The most iconic one. Um, Luke Skywalker versus Darth Vader. This is low on my list. Whoa! This is low on my list. Okay. Not too low, but is that number five? I need, I need uh, some clarification. Come. It's number five because, and this is the sole reason for me, Vader was good, then evil, then good. I don't like That's that. That's my outlook yeah. on them. You have to be evil. For, and when he was evil, he was fucking evil. <laughs> he was horrible. Yeah. But I think the fact that he turned good again at the end or sort of wasn't so dark at the end and his previous life he wasn't he hasn't born evil for me it just dims it down in terms of rivalry it is up there and and i guess i guess in terms of rivalry are they are they like a a rival or and are they heroes and villains because at the end of the day number one and and let's start with empire strikes back empire strikes back is all about like, I'm going to be the big dog, fuck the emperor, yep. and you join me, and me, us together will do it. And then comes the famous line, I am your father. So, I wouldn't say they're rival. I, wouldn't, I, would, I don't see a rivalry there. Yeah. I know they fight, but really, it's I'm your, da- I'm your dad, and I'll, I'll, between me and you, we can smash <laughs> the emperor. Yeah. And then in the third movie, obviously, he becomes good at the end um, and kills, well, doesn't kill the Emperor, or does he because it's clones? Oh, I'm not getting into it. Um, <laughs> so he throws the Emperor off the roof and saves Luke Skywalker, and then he's like, they had that moment when he takes the helmet on. Yeah. Off. So yeah, that, see how jubbly I just sounded? Yeah, that's the thing. So I, just... I don't see, I see that as an iconic villain, and it's an iconic movie, etc. But in terms of like, you know, hero versus villain rivalry, they don't have that in my, yeah. compared to some of these numbers. There's not enough. Yeah. Not enough there okay. for me. Connor's, yeah. Connor's spoke the truth there. Yeah. Uh, now, here is the complete polar opposite to that. Go. Uh, Neo versus Agent Smith. Right. This, again, is up there. Um, but surprisingly, maybe surprisingly, it's fourth. Okay. Fair. For mine. That, uh, it's fourth for mine, by oh, the way. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, that is the polar opposite, in my opinion, because Agent Smith is just fucking evil. Yep. And Neo, is, so that's a rivalry. Yeah. Go. Agent Smith is just hell-bent. On just destroying Neo. Absolutely. He must be destroyed, whatever it costs. Yep. At any take, whatever it takes, get rid of him. And I love, I love, I mean, look, you have the fight scene. So in the first movie, that, that uh, for me, by the way, I know it was close to you because um, we're both 30 years old. So The Matrix in 1999, I'm pretty sure it came out in 1999. Yeah. I'm very confident. Um, that was one of the big blockbusters that one changed cinema. Yep. But... It was one of the movies that probably made me and you fall in love with the movie genre. Yeah. Um, and then you have the subway fight in the beginning, uh, in the first movie, sorry, right at the end. Absolutely phenomenal Fantastic. where he beats him. Yeah. Then you have, you know, in, in Reloaded where he's fighting hundreds and hundreds of them. And then in Revolutions, you have him at the end, the famous one with the rain drops, which is just incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Um, so, yeah. So you have the fight in one, one v one amazing action scenes. But then like... He set him free. He at the end of the first one, he got him out of the machine world, and he become this dangerous program. So, I think they have such a good story. Yeah, and I just yeah, I, th- I can see why you got it for. It is it's up there? Fair play. Yeah, that's a okay. Good one. Uh, right now, Connor, 
Yeah, let's let's go for the let's go for Heath Ledger Joker and Christian Bale's Batman in Dark Knight. This for me is number three. Number three, still very high, still high. It's number three because Batman and Joker. I know we're not talking about iconic, but they are iconic together. And Joker is just his existence is just a torment Batman, not to kill him. Yep torment him he, he is obsessed yeah yeah absolutely. and just just and just uh he just gets in the way yeah and batman has to deal with that every yeah. day he even says that's a really good point actually he even says joker in that movie that um when he laughs and goes um i don't want to kill you yeah and he goes because what would i do without you so yeah oh, such a good link between the two yeah you have the famous interrogation scene which I believe is one of the best scenes in cinema. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, they, for me, I, I have got them at one. I've got to be honest with you. I've got to be honest with you. Okay. Only because you're absolutely right in what you're saying, and three is high up there for your list. Of course it is. Uh, but yeah, it's number one for me, purely because the when I look at the performances of the pair of them, from Christian Bale and Heath Ledger, it's two of the greatest performances of a movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that he basically wins at the end of the movie, Joker. Yeah. Because although... The, the fairies don't blow themselves up and he didn't what what he envisaged happening was that the, the people would all turn on themselves over the little bit of chaos they don't they actually the the big prison guy who's actually passed away what was his name yeah michael is in the green mile no and it's not him they, they oh, no, it's not him sorry yeah, it's yeah. the one from friday the big, yes, big it is. But what's his name on oh, the bike I can't remember his name when he's what's the name of the big gangster on the bike i can't remember like here comes b begins, I'll, I'll i'll remember yeah. it um, I can't think. It's like Bebo or something like that. I've got to find out. Oh, go go on the movie Friday, please. Go on the cast list. Actually, I hope he... Maybe he's alive. No, I think he did die. Yeah, I'm sure he died. Right. I'm sure it was Friday as well, the movie. I hate when IMDb don't pop up straight away. <laughs> hey, it's our podcast. His name is Debo. Debo, I yeah. said Bebo. Uh, and his name is... Um, <laughs> Tiny Zeus Lister Jr. Oh, gee, that's a crowd. Oh, yeah, Tommy Lister Jr. And he is dead. He, dead, yeah, yeah. 2020 oh, he died. R.I.P. I thought yeah. he died like, sort of quite recent. Yeah. But yeah, he, at the end, he throws the, he's the prison boat and he throws out the um, detonator. Yeah. But then, obviously, what Batman didn't realise is that Harvey Dent was created because of the chaos yep. and then it all goes tits up. The White Knight is um is bad so yeah i love how he won it was just a brilliant rivalry for the whole movie uh so that's why it's number one but number three is high man you yeah, you gotta go right okay what haven't i done here i'm gonna go next one of my favorite movies of all time spider-man 2 dr octopus and tomu guy spider-man you're biting here and you're worrying me <laughs> yeah because i think i want to change my list <laughs> um, again it's your podcast you do as you wish yeah i am i'm gonna put this one so where am I? One, two, three, four, five. I'm going to put a six. Fair enough. I'm only at five, so we're, we're, we're yeah. similar there. Let me change. Um, what, okay. Did you just change that higher or lower? Higher. Okay, what what made you change? Um, because looking at the others now, based on what I've just said on the other ones, that one wouldn't have fit. The others wouldn't have fit where yeah. they were. I know what you've got as number one. I don't know if you do. I do. All right, let's see. All right. But this one, Spider-Man, <laughs> I've got this again... The main thing I hate is friend, enemy, friend. I don't yeah. really like that. And he's not, he's being controlled it's by, really him. yeah, yeah. I think that's why, I didn't think of that until you've just said it, but I think subconsciously, 
that's why it's because you know how much I love Spider-Man 2 yeah uh, your, I know your favourite Spider-Man movie is Into the Spider-Verse yep. uh, my favourite movie is Spider-Man 2 you know I adore this movie but so why have I got it at only 5 and I think it's what you just said yeah because they're not again they're not rivalries he needs to be saved Dr. Octopus needs to be saved because he's being controlled the inhibitor chip gets damaged in early in the movie and he's controlled by those arms yeah so that's a good point. Yeah. You're on it today, mate. Like, You're better. <laughs> we need to only drink beer on the podcast. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to say this one next. Uh, I'm going to say um, Maximus versus Dominus. Number one. I knew it. That's why, that's why I've done it there. Number one. Take it away. Kills his uh, wife, and do- wife and kid, wife and son. Um, takes him to be a slave. And he's just pure evil. And it's just the hatred between the two. It's just insurmountable. I think I want to change mine. Oh, I think I need to put that in the top three. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're right. That's an absolute it's belter. Just, yeah. What? What? And just look at Whacking Phoenix in that film. He's fucking horrible. And the, what he has to, what um, Maximus has to overcome. Yeah. Like you say, kills the his wife and daughter early on, throws him into slavery. Yep. And then, even at the end, if that wasn't all enough. Even at the end, he well, he kills most of his men as well that try and break him out. And then he, he goes, right, I'm going to fight you in the arena. Yeah. And then he stabs him <laughs> yeah. to make him weak. So he kills him in the end. So he kills the, his, his wife, son, and him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, horrible, horrible villain. Pure yeah. evil. Pure evil. Kills his dad. OG, oh, yeah. OG Dumbledore. That was, that was Richard Harris, OG yes, Dumbledore. Yes, it was. <laughs> God, blimey, he's horrible. Yeah, he is yeah. horrible. Um, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. The way he, um, the the chilling scene when he's uh, threatening her, who's actually now Paul Mescal in Gladiator Two. You know the boy Lucius. Yeah. He, when he's threatening, he's he's stroking his hair and he's saying to the, uh, the uh, I can't remember her name now. The mum, the actress, his sister, who he likes, keeps kissing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, add incest to the yeah. to the bowl. Uh, yeah, and he's threatening her, saying, "Ah, oh, it's just what a movie, pure evil." Yeah. But somehow. Um, Maximus overcomes it. Brilliant. I need to see that film again. Yes, yeah. I watched it about two months ago. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, okay. So then we've got, an, I think it's just three more. Uh, yeah. I'm going to throw this one out there because it's a bit of a wild card. Yeah. Uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. That's bottom. Yeah. Bottom yeah. of mine. Just two animals fighting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't really mean each, anything I lo- to each other. I'll hold my hands up. I think most people would say King Kong is the protagonist slash hero. Yeah. And Godzilla's the you know, horrible beast that just needs to be top dog. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not the, they're great rivalry, but yeah, yeah I'm, I, th- I think here I'm villain and he's just two big animals. They're just fighting each other just because they want to fight each other. It's not, it's not really like you, you disrespected me. I'm going to knock you out. And just... then, and then they're friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Connor, fair enough. I threw it in. Sue me. All right. Jesus in Christ. Right. Two more to go then. This this is really low on my list, but it's actually brilliant. Um, John McClane, Hans Gruber. Now I had that at seven. Okay, I'm putting that eight. Oh wow, second, you dro- you've dropped it. Yeah, second, and I'll tell you why. And I think I might be correct in thinking the reason they don't like it, Hans Gruber is just there, and like obviously takes over, and John McClane is just there. So it's just happenstance, really. <laughs> They've got no, yeah, they've got no relationship prior. Yeah. Um, nothing after because Hans Gruber dies. So it is just the fact that His he was it. there at a Christmas party yeah. and he was invited as a plus one. Yeah. <laughs> so they just all put together and then... As good as they are. Yeah. But it's like, 
Hans Gruber, Hans Gruber probably didn't even know what his name was. Yeah. But we kept forgetting. <laughs> John, is it? I don't John, know. What's your name again? Okay, fair enough. Brilliant performances. But yeah, I think Connor's right there. It is just the case of where we're, um, they were originally terrorists, weren't they? But I think they're, yeah. they're, but they then changed it to robbers. Um, and yeah, we're just robbing this building uh, and you just happen to be a police, off-duty police officer yeah. in town because it's Chicago. It's, where's the plaza? I think it's Chicago. I'm pretty sure he's a New York police officer and yeah. he's in... It's nothing in Chicago, is it? LA, is it? I'm sure it's might LA. Be, oh, it might be LA. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to Google that. I need to know where Nakatomi Plaza is. Yeah, I'm going to search it now. Get searching now, thank you. We need to do that more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, What? Where is Nak- where was Nakatomi Plaza? Because he's, flew- he's flew in from as a NYPD uh, cop. Yeah, so it's based off Flo- uh, Fox Plaza, which is um, in LA. Connor's, Connor's done me. One new to yeah, Connor. Three. I'm not having... You have softies next, next week because <laughs> the beer's making you better than me. Uh, right. And the last one, I just thought it's worth a mention. Uh, it's quite, sort of middle of the way on my list. But in hindsight, it's actually quite a good chat to have. Uh, I've got Charles Xavier and Magneto. Yeah. That is... I know I know they're friends and they never deviate from being friends. Yeah. I can fully get that. But they are such a huge rivalry because they have completely polar opposite ways of dealing with the mutant problem yeah magneto is i want to kill everyone yep and we're the powerful we're the next change of evolution we are top dogs where xavier wants to you know harmony and peace but what i love about it before i come on to you what i love about this is that not only did they nail it with patrick stewart and Surrey and mckellen both mm. sir sorry not only did i did they nail it in casting of that they then done james mcavoy and michael fassbender who are equally as perfect in the roles yeah. and handled the relationship brilliantly. So I just I'm very impressed at how they handled uh what was X-Men? Two nineteen ninety nine or two thousand. They from that to the last Days of Future Pass or or, or Fiend, Dark Phoenix was the last one a couple of years ago. Over two decades of just nailing these two members. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. If you say to me name your Xavier, I'll I'll say oh, which one? I don't know. Both of them. Exactly that. Be because both. Perfect. So, yeah, but I, th- I think the reason I'm I'm halfway down. So where, where does it land on your one? Uh, I've got it um, seventh. Seventh. That's so low, but I think that's because others just beat it. I mean, it could probably go above Spider-Man. It'd probably go sixth, to be fair, and Spider-Man can go below that's, it. That's literally where I've got it as well. Yeah, okay, yeah. fair enough. Right, so um, have you made some amendments? Can I just have a run-through of your final nine in order? Connor Thomas, what is your... One to nine cinematic rivalries historic. Right, let me just amend. <laughs> Make some amendments. Right. That, was, that was a good chat, bro. So, that was brilliant. Number one, uh, Maximus. Yep. I get right. I fully get that, Gladiator. Yep. Um, number two, Harry Potter and Voldemort. Yep. Three, Batman Joker. Yep. Neo and Agent Smith. Mm-hmm. Skywalker and Vader. Uh, Charles Xavier and Magneto. Yep. Spider Man Doc Ock. Just switch those around. Yep. Uh, McLean and Gruber. And King Kong Godzilla. The two animals. Love it. Uh, do you know what? I'm actually going to do something a bit different on our podcast tweet tonight. I'm going to do some a little a layout of some of these heroes and, and villains and pictures. And I'm going to ask the question. Yeah. And run that for a week and see what comes back with our podcast link. I'm going to ask. I want our listeners, if you're listening now, go to our Twitter because it'll, it'll be on there. I want you to comment what your favorite. It doesn't have to be on this list. Yeah. What is your favorite hero and villain rivalry of all time? Because yeah, good to know. It'd be really good. So it's a really good question. I've seen it all flying around Twitter all week, which is why we thought we'd just have a little chat about it. Yeah. But that is a cracking list, Con. 
well what's played. Your list? What's your list? Uh, it's pre- pretty-ish similar, apart from the few things. So, number one, I had Batman uh, versus Joker. Yep. Then I had Harry Potter, Voldemort. Uh, then I'd, uh, I did have Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader at third. Oh. Well changed over this conversation. You you changed my mind the massively. Uh, yeah, it's gone. That's gone down <laughs> to around six or seven. But then I went. Then I had Neo versus Agent Smith. Then I had Spider Man versus Doc Ock. Then I had uh, Maximus versus Commodus. Then Charles Xavier, Magneto, John McClane, Hans Gruber, King Kong, Godzilla. But the few amendments I would have changed, Maximus Commodus would be where Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader is. That would be third for me. It yeah. needs to be top three. Yeah, You're absolutely right. You really changed my mind on a lot of this. Uh, yeah, that's it. Brilliant nice. stuff. Right, let's move on to what is on our screens. Tell me! Cannot wait to see Loki in, a, in a, about oh, a month. When is it? Can't wait. Yeah, it's September coming up. Yeah. Uh, can't wait. Um, anyway, what's on your screen, Con? Uh, we are knee deep in one thing at the moment, and that is only murders in the building. Yes, you've been telling me to watch this for a long time. Are you, what have you really seshed it? We're on uh, episode three of season two. Love it. Yeah. So we you enjoyed it. it. Obsessed with yes. it. Yes, it's so good. But what? Why? Because I can't tell you. Yeah, I don't. Other than Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez, the free trio just work brilliantly. Yeah, I think that's it. But. It's I can't explain why I love it. Yeah, I think I'm starting to realise, like the bear, I like things where not much really happens, yeah. but stuff happens. But you, you're allowed to focus on the people much more. Like the bear yeah. is so focused on the characters. Yeah. So yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. My I've changed as I've got older, and it's another testament for me. I think now, I think I need a break from hour hour ten minute programs. I need short and sweet. Hundred percent. I completely agree with that. Uh, yeah, Martin Short, the little one who I thought was gay, but he's not. Um, I thought he was. Yeah, he's not gay. He's weird, oh, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, he he's just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I that's on my screens, but I won't. Obviously, no spoilers for you because oh, yeah. I've watched season three. Uh, well, two episodes of it. But yeah, anything else on your screens? No. See, uh, obviously, Premier League's back now. Pre- Premier League's back after this episode. We're going to watch some more. Yes, we are. Yeah, football is back. Um, yeah, and for me, uh, Heart of Stone, which was Gal Gadot's new Netflix movie. Oh yeah, uh, Spy One is not very good. Oh, stinky. Uh, Netflix is very hit and miss. Unfortunately, love Gal Gadot. She looks fantastic. Uh, then Only Murders in Season uh, Season Three. Only Murders in the Building. Um, first two episodes, fantastic. Meryl Streep, Paul Rudd, two brilliant. Uh, introductions to the characters they don't take anything away from the main three yeah but it's just a really good uh, way um and again it's one i have no idea where the murder is going oh so it's just it's just fantastic yeah. it's a really good one to watch with people because me and jade change our murderer every week yeah we do that as well <laughs> so we'll frustrating that. uh yeah that's it now it's time for scraps bunch of scraps what you got i've got two scraps so one one of them is uh, one a question from Twitter. Yes. I'll come to it after. This scrap shocked me. Right. So it came out today, ESPN reported. Uh, do you remember this film, The Blind Side? Yeah. Brilliant film. Uh, so the NFL player is called Michael Oher, or Oher, can't yeah. pronounce it. He's petitioned in court on Monday with allegations that, that Sean and Leanne Tui, who adopted him, never adopted him, instead tricked him into signing a document making them his conservators and enriching themselves. So apparently, it was all one big scam, and they're big lies, allegedly, they're big liars and just took advantage of it. No fucking way. I need to, I'm, when I'm done here, I'm Googling that. What does that do so to So Sandra Bullock's character? Yeah. Apparently but they, whole, make, they make her out to be like a, a halo angel. Yeah. 
Apparently they've lied and it's need, all a scam. I need to look into this. That's, it took me back. That is mental. Yeah. That, didn't, didn't that win an Oscar? I think it did. <laughs> what do they do now? What do they do? Where's that film going now? I think it won an Oscar. That film goes in the bin now, doesn't wow. it? Wow. Really? Yeah, obviously, kind of, as Connor said, allegedly, but that sounds... Me- what a story. Yeah. But let's, let's look into it and talk about it next week. That's yeah. a really good thing. Um, do you know what? That might be a really good... Uh, topic for one episode is to go into like uh his history of cinema because there's so many yeah. of like things that come out afterwards and and like controversy over massive movies yeah. there's so much to go into but anyway uh, that's for another time um yeah uh do you want to go on to the second scrap oh yeah what was it do you remember the guy's yeah. name to her? uh, if, uh, uh franson i think it is um at franson uh you uh fleet franson um, I'll, I'll get to you. I'm gonna get up now. Yeah. Um, and I'll and, and I'll read out exactly what he said on the on the Twitter as to why me and Connor feel we need to address it. And that's what we do here. We do. Yeah. We listen. We listen. And we like to discuss things like this. And this was a good one as if well. If you would like us to, um, you know, theorize on anything, or you've seen a theory and you want our thoughts on it, then please feel free. Right. This is what was said. Come on. Here we go. Right. Can you, if possible, very nice start, very, very respectful. Kind, yeah. Um, sorry, this is Flipper Franson on Twitter. Could you, if possible, please talk about the Disney theories that Anna and Elsa, in brackets from the Frozen movies, might be related to Tarzan by their parents? It would be so much fun to hear what you think about it. Yeah. Now, Connor, what do you think about it? This is good, and I really liked it, and I jumped on this hype as well. But I think, unfortunately, it's been debunked. Oh, no. I've never heard of this. So the theory goes that they, the king and queen of Arendelle yeah. left by a ship, and the story is the ship sank right. in a storm, and they died on board, which is why Queen Elsa and Princess Anna are now queen and princess. Now, the theory goes that the ship didn't actually sink, but it was um, shipwrecks in the jungle. Right where Tarzan, where Tarzan was right. born. And when there was on board, she was pre- the queen was pregnant. Right. So she gave birth in the jungle and to Tarzan, <laughs> and then they were killed by... The, the jaguar or leopard yeah, the, or the jaguar, whatever it was, killed by that, and then Tarzan was born orphaned. So theoretically, Tarzan, Anna, and Elsa are all brother and sister. <laughs> but you say it's been debunked. I think, yeah, I think someone come out and said um, it's fun to have these ideas with the Disney world, but it's not the case. The, the right. ship's owned, basically. I'm guessing that was the Frozen lot. Yeah, because it was. Cause that's the only thing that's been known. I mean, they could have just let people run away with it let so, people yeah, have some on. fun eh? yeah uh but yeah no really cool theory uh yeah. it's, it's a shame um if, you know if it's been debunked i do apologize uh but i actually think that's a really cool idea that's really good yeah <laughs> so that means that tarzan is actually a prince of arendelle yep they have well good crossovers fantastic and you know um rapunzel is linked to that thing as well no way because you can see rapunzel in the audience at the ceremony of queen elsa that's weird so that's all linked that's weird yeah that's I don't know if Disney are, are meaning to make people talk if it's a marketing stunt or... But yeah, fair play. Love it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's it for the scrap segment. I've got nothing. Hey. And that's the show. Uh, so next week, I think we should do our duty as film goers yep. and go and see Blue Beetle. I've got two comp tickets, so yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've not paid money. I think no, Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Do you agree? I think we should. I think so, yeah. Um, the first round of reviews are very positive. Okay. Um, so you never, you don't know, but it is technically it's a DCU character according to James Gunn. Yeah, I think we should go and give this a watch and yeah. give a fair, objective opinion on it. 
um, and just try and support it because I, I think it's going to bomb really hard. Yeah. And it's the first Latino superhero-led movie. Oh, yeah. And it's just such a shame that it's fallen in this time. So we're going to go and see that. Yep. We'll have all the trailers. A show cut is so close to coming out. Yeah. Uh, we'll have all the news coming up for you. A, a, a SAG and WGA strike update. Apparently, it's imminent. So fingers crossed, all the news and everything can start rolling again. But come back and join us. But for now, thank you for listening. Uh, thanks for having us in your ears.